I am so tired of hearing leaders say, we can't find good people. It's not true. There are plenty of good people out there. But what if you flipped the script and instead said, how can I create good people? That's exactly what today's guest did. Levi Torres is the president of High Five Plumbing, and he's created an apprenticeship program that trains people how to be the plumbers he needs. His business was just recognized as a fastest growing company because he has the team he needs to serve the customers and therefore CCs his P&L grow. It all comes down to the people. Levi Torres, welcome to How I Turned the Corner. Hello, Kendra. Thanks for having me today. I appreciate you uh, having me come on here to kind of help, uh, hopefully, uh, give some nuggets for some people to help maybe overcome that little block that they have that they think they can't find people. Absolutely. So now I have to say, Levi, one of the reasons I was so excited to talk to you is because your industry is fraught with this trouble. I mean, I can't think of a more of a more difficult place to recruit right now than the trades. And so, I mean, we get these conversations that started every day with different trade organizations saying, I can't find electricians, I can't find plumbers, HVAC, you name it, because the world has not encouraged people to learn this as a trade. You have taken this on head on. So can you just tell the backstory of what you've done with, with High Five Plumbing? Yeah, definitely, Kendra. So, um, the, you know, like you said, you know, I've been to a lot of different business events and it seems like every event I go to, the number one problem for every business was they couldn't find people, right? And it, and it just seemed like that's what everybody was complaining about and, and what everybody's problem was. And so I fell into that for a while, right? Like for a while, I felt like, dang, there's not enough people out there. I can't find people. And so it wasn't until about 2016, 2017, when I decided that, hey, you know, like, what if we just started to try to uh, solve this problem, right? Like, like clearly, everybody's kind of waiting for somebody else to solve it instead of solving it in your own business. Um, so in 2018, we really started to put some thought into how how can we start to build our plumbers to do exactly what High Five needs them to do. And, and so that's when we created our, our apprentice program. And um, we what it is, is it's a program that we have where we can bring somebody in who goes from zero plumbing knowledge. They don't have to know anything about plumbing. Um, they can come to work at High Five. Um, and the first six to nine months they spend in our warehouse. And so they literally just drive around. They, they deliver parts, pick up parts. They order parts. They learn the name of all the parts. Uh, that's one of the keys to being learning the trades, right? You have to learn what all this stuff is first. And so the first step of our apprentice program is really just getting them in our warehouse to be a part of our delivery team and to help get, getting parts out to our technicians in the field. So that's step one. Um, once they graduate from that, like I said, that's usually about a six to nine month span. Um, from there, they then can graduate to what we call a field apprentice. So a field apprentice now gets to go into the field. They're in the field every single day with a plumber. Um, this is where they now get to learn about all the parts that they just learned the names of. They now get to learn how these parts go in. How do they function? Where do we put them in? In what situations do we put them in? Um, so that's, that's step two. They then get to, uh, be there for about uh, three to six months. Um, after that, they then get to graduate to what we call our installers. And so we have plumbing installers here at High Five, where all they do all day, every day is they just go and install plumbing. So they go out there and they go work with, uh, uh one of our main plumbers. Um, and they're spending all day just replacing plumbing pipes in the walls, right? So they've now gone from warehouse apprentice where they learned the parts. They went to field apprentice where they learned how the parts go in. 
They now go to installer where they're actually installing the parts now. Um, and they're an installer. Now, what's cool about High Five is uh, that's where now anybody who comes to High Five, they now have a decision to make. They can stay being an installer for the rest of their career at High Five. And you can become a great, great, make a great living at High Five. Um, but you now have the decision where do I want to move into the service industry where I now have to focus more on customer service instead of on plumbing? And so it really is a cool program where in about 24 months, we get it to where a tech, somebody can go from knowing zero plumbing to being able to make a decision if they want to be just a, a plumber that installs plumbing all day or if they want to focus more on the sales and customer service side of it. That is so cool. I love that so much. I've been on this bandwagon for many, many years. Um, I mean, my background is I, uh, I've always been curious about the work people do and why. And so I've been collecting information around like why someone would go into a field or not since I was like eight years old. And the trades have always been fascinating to me because it's, it's like such a beautiful home, such a great job for people who do not want to go to college. Cause it's not college is not for everyone. And, and it's a great way to make a good living. You get a, you, you get community out of it. You're making a difference in people's lives. Like there's so many amazing things about it. But you know, why do you think the trades specifically have suffered so much, especially in these last few years? Is it because of the all this encouragement toward college? Um, a hundred percent, Kendra. You know, um, uh, you know, we, we've had conversations in the past, and I, I don't like to talk bad about colleges. Like that's not. Oh. I believe that college has a great place for certain careers and certain things that you need to go get a higher education for from a uh, um, somebody who has that education. Um, but I believe that 100% the shortage that you see in the trades is because of that. When I graduated, um, I graduated in the year 03. And um, at that point, if you were not going to go to college, you were considered a failure, right? Like you were considered that you were not going to be successful. And so um, I remember I went to a semester of college. And um, uh, the reason why I stopped going to college was because after that semester, I got a bill and I saw how much it was to go to college. And at that point, I was already a licensed plumber. And so I knew how much I could go make as a plumber. And so I made the decision at that point. But even at that point, even though I was a licensed plumber and I went and was making great money, I was still considered a failure by some of my peers because I didn't go to college. Right. And so um, when when you're at that age, a lot of the times your peers make a big impact on you. Right. And so if you're looked at as if you don't go to college and now you're going to be looked at as a failure by your peers, then a lot of people go to college just because they don't want to be looked at as a failure. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think you got to change that train, change that flip that script a little bit to where now you're going to be just as successful or whatever you decide to do, but just help kids push them in the direction because there is kids that are in high school right now that should not go to college. Absolutely. They just shouldn't. They don't have the results of high school in high school to know that they would be successful in college. So I think the, 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 that, that aspect of the learning system has to get a little bit better at not painting it as a failure if you don't go that direction, but just a different path to, to become successful. Yeah, I totally agree with you on that. Because there are certain people who just, I mean, they prefer to be out in the field working with their hands. And, and you can make, I mean, I, I know I've talked to you about this before, but there's, it's very good money. I mean, we're talking six figure um, income in the first few years of apprenticing with you, right? 
Yeah, Kendra, um, in the first two years of becoming an, a plumber with us, you can get your first level of plumbing license, which is a residential plumbing license here in the state of Colorado. Um, once you hit that level, you now have the, the potential to make anywhere from ninety dollars to $150,000 a year as a plumber. Um, and, and that's just the entry level. You can now get it become a journeyman plumber and, and make even more. And you can get a master's and then potentially create your own high five if you wanted to. Um, and so that's what I love about the trades is it's it's one of those very few industries where you can go go work for somebody and, and have a very good career. Or you can go start a business and make careers for other people. It's just a, one of those few industries that you have that ability to do that. That's so beautiful. So, so I want to, I want to just turn, turn this in a slightly different direction. So, cause it's one thing to create this environment where people can learn and get this apprenticeship, but it's another to keep them there. I also think you've created a really neat culture at High Five. Do you want to just tell our listeners about what you've done with the culture? Yeah. So, you know, um, a High Five is, is, is very big on team, right? Um, our mission at High Five is to come together as more than individuals to create a positive impact on our team our clients and our community one high five at a time. Um, but the key is, is the, the first thing we want to make an impact in is our team, right? Like if you, if you can't make an impact with your team, then it's impossible them for, for them to impact your clients. And if you can't impact your clients then you can't impact your community. And so, um, you know, we've created this culture of where you want people want to get better. Right. And so the key to our apprentice program and, and getting people to stick around is, they they have to see a light at the end of the tunnel, right? Like it, a lot of these other companies that hire apprentices, there's no true documentation of how long they're going to have to keep doing this, hmm. right? It's just uh, go dig ditches or go drill holes. There's not really a light at the end of the tunnel, right? And so when people come to interview at High Five, I can show them a documented process of in two years where you can be. And when you can show people a clear vision, a lot of the times it's easy to get people to see dang, can I bet on myself for two years? And if I bet on myself for two years, I created a drastically different path for myself the rest of my life. Oh my gosh. I think that's such a great point because I, I, I've i been a participant in a lot of apprenticeship and, and internship programs. And it's so true that success or failure of either one of those programs is how clear your learning path is for people. A hundred percent. Like, um, you know, with at Hair High Five, um, once they graduate from warehouse apprentice to field apprentice, they actually now get access to a software that's called Interplay Learning. And this now gives them access to virtual reality plumbing repairs. So now they get to put a, a VR headset on and they get to walk into a bathroom and, they, and a toilet's making a noise and they have to document it in virtual reality uh, before they actually do it in real life. And so uh, what it's created is a little bit like a video game, right? It's a little bit of like a, a quest type of game now because you put a VR headset on and you can have somebody repair a toilet 20, 30 times in virtual reality before they actually go repair it in a person's home. Hmm. That's amazing. That's amazing. And is that a program that you you purchased or did you put that together? No, it's a third-party company. They work with all trade companies. It's called Interplay Learning. Um, and it's just a matter of most people don't take the time to figure out a plan to implement these things, right? right. Uh, when we started, we really started to want to do the apprentice program in 2018, but we really didn't get our first full apprentice through the program until 2022 because we kept losing them, right? We had to find ways to keep apprentices on, right? And and, and, and fine tune that way. Um, but we finally got our uh, uh, an apprentice we hired in 2020, went through the entire program to all the way to 2022, um, and now they are crazy results. And since then, 
Uh, we've been able to put four other people through the entire program. Um, but what's key about it is a, a reason why a lot of people don't like to put the time and energy into this is because it was essentially a little over 24 months of zero ROI from this program, right? Because you're just investing in somebody for two years before they're now generating a revenue for the company. And so uh, that first two years is tough because you're just investing, hoping, having faith. That's one of our uh, vital values is faith, have faith. Um, you're just having faith that you're putting the time and energy into this person and that they're going to they're gonna do the right things. And so um, it takes some time to be able to find those people. But now with our program, we now have it to where every year we're going to have probably three to four plumbers coming through the program every year, no matter what. So I now know that even if there's no other plumbers in the market, looking for jobs, I will at least grow by three to four technicians next year just from my own program. Hmm. And then what is the impact then on your bottom line? Have you seen then the sales go up and customer sat go up and all of that as well? Yeah. So all the plumbers who've gone through our program um, completely are are most consistent across the board, like most consistent with, um, you know, getting high five pictures. So that's something that we're big on, right? You got to be able to high five your customers at the end of every job. And we take selfie pictures with every customer that wants to do it. Um, so they get the most high five pictures. They have the highest conversion rates. They get the most reviews. Um, so what it's found is it, it allows you to create the plumber that is perfect for your culture. Right now, my, my plumbers may go to another plumbing company and not have as much success. They may have to learn that culture before they have the success. But uh, what it's done is it's allowed us to now confidently know that we can continue to grow at whatever pace we want. And once we know our plumber gets through a, a, a the program, one of our trucks makes about $500,000 a year. Right. So I know that every time I can get a technician into a truck, that truck's going to generate about $500,000 in revenue every year. So, it, you know, it's pretty easy to now calculate growth when you can create your own plumbers. <laughs> I just think this is so amazing. I'm so impressed by you. This, I mean, I just haven't seen anybody else doing anything like this. So, um, <clears throat> so I want to just kind of highlight a couple of things you just said for our listeners. Growing, creating an apprentice program may sound expensive. And yes, for two years, it is expensive. But the outcome or and the outcome is you now have people that are so much more bought in to you. They stick, they stay longer and they do it the way you want it done, which therefore generates more revenue and allows you to scale very consistently. Those are some really key things here for what a case for an apprenticeship program. And to do it right, you've got to have a learning plan. And be able to really, you know, show people that they're going to grow and learn. And then additionally, have a culture where people want to stay. Would that be a way to summarize you, Lord Levi? <laughs> exactly. That's 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 exactly what it summarizes that. And the thing is, is you still have a vision, right? And so, like, there is some apprentices who don't accomplish that goal in 24 months. But it's fine because they still see the vision. They know what they have to do. Right. It's, it's now just a matter of getting to those next stages. Right. And and that's what um, the struggle is with a lot of apprenticeship programs is it's just like go out there and ride with somebody until you can do it on your own. That's that's most people's apprentices programs. And so to, to be able to document it, like I said, give them something that they can track. We have an apprentice book that we give apprentices that. It, it has now how many times have you cleaned a drain? How many times have you installed a water heater? How many? And they have to check it off by their by their lead technician that they're riding with. So it's about creating things, like I said, that 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 creates a path of they know that 
once they get the, a signature from a lead tech 10 times, that now we confidently know that they can do that job on their own, right? And so it's it's about knowing that they have a path and a way to get to, to being where people call success, right? Like that's the key with your people is you have to find out what your what makes your people feel successful, right? And the, and the reason why I say that is because most of our people who are coming into our pro- apprentice program it's people who don't know what they want, right? They're looking for a path. They're looking for a career. And so it's very easy to show them success with the path we create, right? Now they, they have a graduation in nine months to go to field apprentice. Then they have another graduation to go to installer. Then they have another graduation. You, you, so you, you can see how you paint the vision and, and make them feel like they're hitting that success because success is different for every person, right? And, and, and the problem is, is most companies just say, hey, you got to go do this. And you, this is the only way you're successful. But man, everybody's definition of success is so different that you got to find that in your people and then you can bring it out of them. Hmm. It's interesting you bring this up too, because I think, um, so So McKinsey, who's a, um, a consulting agency that I follow pretty closely because they do a lot of studies on just a lot of things, but one of them is happiness at work. And they just dropped their latest survey a couple of weeks ago on what made people leave a job in the last year. And number two on the list was a lack of growth opportunities. And I think about that because that's a new, that's an, I've been following this report for a long time. That's a semi new thing to be so high on the list. And I think part of it is because deep down people need to know that they're growing because it creates stability for them. And stability, of course, creates innovation, all sorts of good things. But right now with AI and all of the technology that's coming out, I think a lot of people are feeling quite unstable unstable in what they know, where you have just filled this gap from many angles. For one, like it's going to be a long time before a robot's going to clean a drain, right? A really Mm -hmm. long time before we're going to be able to do that. Believe me, we're going to have robots do things like fold clothes before we're going to have them clean a drain, right? (laughs) (laughs) For sure. (laughs) Yeah. And so, at least that's what I would be hiring for right now. Um, But but you're also then giving this new generation, this upcoming generation, a skill that they can really like it's going to create stability for them. I mean, the economic implications of this are huge also. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's crazy. So, um, you know, when I was growing up, my dad always taught me that, you know, if you can use your hands, you'll never need anything. Um, that, that's what's kind of what he taught me. So like he taught us how to do construction, how to do tile drive. So, so you don't, you don't think about these things, but once you get into the trades, you just start to learn this stuff. And so like, I haven't had to pay for a repair person at my house in years because I picked up the skill along the, the, the journey of being in plumbing to be able to work on drywall and work on uh carpet and work on, you know, things like that, that you just you come across. Right. And so um, you, there's so much more value in it to just, to just making a great career, uh, but also to, to maintaining a home essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's really good stuff. I, I love it. So, so can you, can you share just, I mean, I think one of the lessons learned you've had along the way is getting that really clear documentation. <clears throat> when you, you started in 2018, you had some, you know, learning curves. Like, can you share with our listeners just what some of those learning curves have been? Do you mind, mind kind of teaching us so we don't make the same mistakes? Yeah. You know, the, the biggest thing is, is there, there, you have to have a way to, um, incentivize these lower level people, um, entry level people, right? To, uh, to be able to want to come in every day. Um, you know, one of the biggest problems I, I hear across the board and, and with apprenticeships is the lack of um, commitment, you know, showing up and um, the lack of 
uh, attendance, right? Being on time, right? When they do show up, they're late and when uh, they don't always want to be there. And so, you know, we, we started to, if you get perfect attendance for the week, then you get to throw a dart at the dartboard and you get a bonus on your check, right? And so it's thinking about little things in your culture that you already do that you can maybe now um, use in a way to um, get people to do what you want, right? So having a hard time getting apprentices to show up for work, we then let them know once they graduate from warehouse apprentice to field apprentice, they then get a, one of the high five vehicles that they get to drive to and from work now. Right. And so now they can see like, dang, in six months, I don't have to drive my own vehicle to work. I can get a work vehicle to drive to and from work. And so once again, that's our culture, right? You got to find those ways in your culture to get people to stick around because the bottom line is, is they can go make more money sometimes than an apprentice can make over that first two years. Right. Because you could go work at a restaurant and potentially make more on tips than you do hourly as an apprentice over that first two years. You got to create little cool things that that make them want to hang around to 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 where they point where they can now start to make that real money once they get that license. Okay, so kind of figuring out some neat things for keeping them engaged during that period of time. What are what are some other things you have you know kind of learned that you changed in 2020? Yeah. So, um, you know, one of the biggest things was uh, tying in technology, right? So like you said, everybody's scared of AI. Um, I would highly suggest that you try to just figure out how to use it because I believe that AI is going to just be used. Whoever figures out how to use the tool the best is who's going to be able to use it the most. Um, And so we started using it right away, right? That's when we got virtual reality training is in 2020. Um, That's when we started to do um, um, more online training, right? Because that's when COVID hit. And so everybody started to try to think of different ways to train their people and be around their people. And so we really started to lean into technology. So don't be afraid in the trades to to start to implement technology where you can, um, because it creates efficiency and it creates um, the ability to track. That's what's key to it. That's great. Okay. And are there any, any tricks you you would pass on in terms of just the management of an apprentice other than just like the the kind of cool little incentives and things? Yeah. So the the thing with management of the apprentices, uh, before you start an apprentice program, you got to make sure that they have somebody who they believe is there to make them better, right? Like that's the key because a lot of the times, if you just put an apprentice in the truck with a technician, they don't get that feel from that person a lot of the times. A lot of the times they could get a feel like that person's a burden or they don't want me riding with them, right? And so uh, the way we've set it up, and it's tough because a lot of what we've done is based off of culture, right? So our person who is training our warehouses is an actual licensed plumber. Um, so when they first come in, it's somebody who's teaching them how to solder, right? So he takes some time to, he, they're pulling and resetting toilets at the warehouse. They're, uh, diagnosing water heaters. And so I, I think it's just making sure that when you do get ready to roll it out, that you have somebody who's committed to actually making it function, right? It's not something that can just be a part-time thing, something that you just try to throw because it's, it'll very rarely become successful. And then you'll, you'll just end up putting a lot of money into it. And so make sure that when you are ready to roll it out, that you have somebody who who's like dedicated to uh, ensuring that the checks do get hit so you can track it, right? Because that's what I said. The key is being able to track. If you can't track numbers, if you can't track who he's riding with, what jobs they're doing, how many times has he done these jobs, then it's going to be real hard to figure out how to make the program better. Hmm. That's great. Well, I think on that note, that's been a, just an enormous amount of wisdom that you've just given us all. So Levi, what... 
what's the best way for people to reach out to you? How can we learn more about from you and about you? Yeah. So the best thing is uh, all of our social media. So we're really big on Facebook at High Five Plumbing, Instagram, TikTok, LinkedIn, YouTube. Uh, we're on all of them. Uh, so at High Five Plumbing, you can reach out to us there. Um, and if anybody ever wants to just tour our facility, uh, we do do tours. Uh, we, we do about probably 10 to 15 tours a, a month of High Five Plumbing. And so if anybody wants to just kind of see what we've created and how we've done it, you know, we're kind of an open book and we just want to help people. So uh, just let it reach out. We can set something up. I love that. Thank you so much for all your generosity to the community and also to me. Thanks for joining me today. Yes. Thanks, Kendra.